Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 100-Year Real Estate Investor. We're your hosts, Jake and Gino, and this is the show dedicated to long-term personal financial engineering. Gino, how's it going? Jake, I'm doing great. How you doing, bro? Always making it happen. Today's guest is Teresa Kuhn. She's a respected wealth and retirement income strategist, financial educator, best-selling author, and business owner. She is also a co-founder of the 100-Year Real Estate Investor and has helped clients with the dual asset strategy for over 20 years. So without further ado, Teresa, welcome back. Hey, how are you? Doing really good. Gina was telling me a little bit about your son. And, and I guess there's this, this story bouncing around within the group about your son and the, the dual asset strategy. Can you unpack that for me? Because I haven't heard this one yet. Oh, it's one of my favorite stories. Um, probably because it has to do with my son and I absolutely adore my son. <laughs> so re really proud mama here. But um, so yeah, my son, just like probably everything else that I've done in my life, uh, we raised our son really different, um, really kind of out of the box and very organic, very clean. His education was totally out of the box. Uh, he traveled everywhere with us. I wasn't able to have more kids. We just have that. I have an only child, right? Couldn't have more kids. And so we took him everywhere and I took him to different conferences and different personal growth opportunities and business conferences. So he was exposed to a whole lot, very, very young. And when it was time for college, he wanted to study entrepreneurship. He got accepted to Colorado State University in Fort Collins, Colorado. And we're walking the campus and it's a beautiful campus, beautiful institution, and really represented everything that I don't represent um, that I didn't raise them the values and the ideas on it, you know you raise a child most parents I think would agree I'm not going to offend anybody here um, we raise children to be moral and to be ethical and not to do drugs and not to drink to excess and um, not to be hooking up and living a crazy lifestyle and for me the university represented me basically writing a blank check for him spending the next four, five, six years of his life just doing all that stuff. You're going to unwind everything you invested 20 years into. Exactly. Just like that. Done. Exactly. And what the I'm hell did I waste 18 years for? And I'm paying for it. I'm writing oh, the check for it. Insult and to injury. Spend the adolescence, right? I mean, there's just so many crazy things about university and, and the whole college experience. And for some people, it's great. It's perfect but he wanted to study entrepreneurship. And the three of us know you do not learn entrepreneurship or business. And you know I have an MBA that's worth the toilet paper I have in the other room, pre-COVID. Okay, pre-COVID toilet paper. Okay, not <laughs> post-COVID toilet paper because we know that shit's expensive, okay? <laughs> that's really funny. That's really True. Funny. So post-COVID inflation on toilet paper, that should be part of the GDP statistics, right? No kidding. That's too funny. Um, so, you know, sat him down and really made him a deal, said, do you really want to learn entrepreneurship? Do you really want to know um, how to run a business? And he said, yes. I said, here's the deal. Uh, I've always wanted to own a service company. Service company is the trades, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, every structure everywhere needs the mechanical HVAC, needs the plumbing, needs the electrical, and I know it's not sexy. I've got all sorts of degrees. My husband's got degrees. Our families have degrees. This was an experiment that we said, look, if you're willing to do an, an apprenticeship for two years, become the technical expert, we will take your college money and start a business. And we will be partners in the business. And so we did that. 
um, he did the apprenticeship for two years and two years is up. It's time to do the business. And so we started uh, heating and air HVAC, uh, which stands for heating, ventilation, air conditioning. Mm -hmm. We're in Texas, which is super hot. And let's fast forward four years. We started the business four years ago. He's 25 years old. He is the general manager. He is leading a team of 13. Woo! Think about every aspect of a business that you've got to learn. He started as our first employee technician, right? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, God knows what's going to happen with technology. You know, how many industries have been disrupted at least for the next 10, 15, 20 years, he would be able, if he needed to feed his family, barter his technical expertise. <laughs> I can fix your HVAC, give me food, give mm -hmm. me money, right? So that was in my mind, basic survival. It's also from a male perspective, a masculine perspective, working with your hands, going out into the world, knowing that you can service and do, you know provide value to the marketplace, right? And summertime always comes in Texas, right? <laughs> always, always. And winter too, right? We had huge storms this winter. And so he had a technical expertise. He then started learning about the business, how to start a business, branding, logo, marketing, SEO bookkeeping, legal, liability. We started buying vans. We started hiring people, all the issues of hiring, recruiting, mm -hmm. managing, leadership, just to name a few. What was that initial investment? And, and how long did it take? Hundreds of thousands back? of dollars. Ooh, it's an hundreds. expensive business. And I will yeah. tell you, that was one of my criteria for starting the business because not everybody can invest in that business. Especially, you know, there are a lot of technicians. A barrier to entry, yeah. It, it, is, it is a tough barrier to entry. And, you know, many technicians say, I want to start my own business. So they might have the technical expertise, but they don't have the capital to start the business. And there are a lot of one men in a truck that are running around super smart technically, have no idea how to get out of the truck. Mm -hmm. And so it was an experiment that could have gone so wrong, but... Investing hundreds of thousands of dollars in a university, I think could have, was way riskier. And my son's exceptional. He really has proven himself. Um, he works seven days a week, still works seven days a week. And he has the stress, a, a, a lot of uh, on his shoulders. Like I know sometimes he feels like he's got the world on his shoulders. And really what, what we tell him is, look, when you started, look at the problems that you had when you started as a technician, you'd go out to job, you weren't sure how to do it. You'd be paralyzed, right? We'd have, we'd have to walk him off that ledge a little bit because he was young. He was super young. He was 20 years old, right? Going into a house, a million dollar house and being responsible to make that system work. And now what are his problems, right? He's got 13 people that he's managing. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the best calls I ever got was from our office manager who she texted me and she said, hey, I'm listening to your son recruiting. He's interviewing someone. He's doing a great job. He sounds just like you. Because I've, I've been recruiting for a very long time. I've got an expertise in interviewing and recruiting. And I would have him on all of those calls. Whenever we spoke to the attorney, whenever we spoke to the insurance guy, whenever we spoke to the marketing people, he was right there next to me learning and soaking it up. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I can go on and on and on. I, I think that I got a lot of questions. I got I got so many questions. I'm just hogging this one, Gino. But but where did the money come from to start the business? Ah, the dual asset strategy. So, you got to unpack that. We can't just leave it like that, I, Teresa. Dive I into know this. we have to. So we talk about the dual asset strategy is putting money into a policy and then go investing in real estate, right? What is the most precious asset that I've got as a parent? My son, right? Mm -hmm. And so instead of taking that money that was in the policy and putting it into the university, we took the money in the policy, kept feeding it, putting it in the business. What do we have now, right? He's got policies that we started when he was 11 and 14. He's now 25 that are rocking it. They've got momentum. We took money in his policy. We took money in our policies to invest in the business. And, and, you, and you took it from a business. Each one of those policies is a, is a mini business because one of the biggest things that Gino and I preach is do not go out and get a 529 plan. Do not save money for a rainy day. Create little businesses throughout your life to pay for future events that are going to pay you, that are going to create value. That's why I think it's so beautiful about the dual asset strategy. You created a little, little business over here, a little policy. That policy grew. Then you reinvested that, which we would normally do into an apartment, but you put it into an HVAC company, which is brilliant. And you reinvested into your family, thinking long term. Now your son has a skill set. Okay, Gen Gino always talks about you know uh, generational wealth. Okay, and investing for generational wealth, but you're investing for generational skills and wealth at the same time. What a powerful and impactful uh, deal that you did with your son there, Teresa. That's and, that's fantastic. Jake, the only thing I'd, I'd add to that is. You're not getting rich overnight. You know, creating a business That's is right. a long-term endeavor. College is four years. I mean, you put money into a policy after a few years, that policy starts moving, starts moving. So think about the long-term strategy. It's all about the hundred-year real estate mindset. You're investing in your family. She Teresa started at 11 years old and he was 11 years old at 14. 10 years later, those policies are starting to you know, generate return. And you're able to actually have that opportunity cost where if that money was sitting somewhere else where you couldn't access it, Teresa couldn't start the business with her son. So there's another huge advantage. I can actually tap into that money and utilize it for, you know, what I need it for today. You taught your son how to financially fish. You, you taught him a skill set. There, there's so much good coming out of this strategy. I absolutely mm -hmm. love it. Oh, I can tell you it's one of the hardest things I did because I, you know, I've got my business, right? Yeah. And working that business at the same time, it was four years of seven days a week. But I don't know anything more worthy no than to doubt, pour, to your pour heart into yes, your heart and soul and finances. If we had lost it all, if we lose it all today, my son is a man. My son can navigate the world from a, from a masculine perspective and from a business perspective, I put him up next to any one of us. Mm -hmm. He really is exceptional. So I, I thank God that he gave me the wisdom <laughs> and the courage to do something different. He's the only one of his friends that did not go to college. He went to exceptional private schools. And you know how those private schools are. It's all about college. He trusted us and said, you know what? here's an opportunity. I'm going to take advantage of it. And he was the only one of his friends, his only one of his friends that did not go to college and he can blow all of them away. Now I'm not saying that from a, um, from, from a being mean perspective, it's just from a practical life skill, business skill perspective. No, you put him in the game instead of put him into fairy tale land. It's beautiful. You put him in the ring, said, let's go. And you did yeah. it and he's doing it. And the dual asset talk about generational skills. 
he knows how to use these policies to finance anything. And you know what I'm doing with him and my nephew, which I think is super cool. My, my nephew is someone who um, came to live with me when he was 20 years old. And that's another story. But him and his wife, they have a little baby. On a weekly basis, we are meeting to go over our balance sheets together. Full disclosure, open book for me and for them. We have the same personal bookkeeper, not our business bookkeeper, but a personal bookkeeper. Um, we're making sure that we are on top of our balance sheet, understanding our assets, looking at opportunities. We are doing that on a weekly basis because I did not do things um, the best way when I was younger. I'm setting these up, these guys up so that they've got It's because you went to college. <laughs> <laughs> I have a finance degree. How funny is that? And a law degree, right? And uh -huh. I so, um, yeah, there were things that I didn't do right, but I wish I had done when I was younger. I'm setting them up right to do it. And what's the best way of doing it? By showing them how it's done and with accountability every week we're meeting. I'm going to be lazy and make a lazy statement. I want to do the same thing with my kids. I just hope they choose apartments because I know it'll be a hell of a lot easier to set up an HVAC company. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? Apartments multifamily is in our future. So, hey, you, you, know who to, you know who to call. I know Jake and Gino. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, Gino, wrap us up on this one. Wow. There's a lot to unpack in this show. And for me, Teresa's a role model for all parents. What she did is she created a great, safe, happy household. And what I like about it was I'm in the same boat as Teresa. And sometimes it's a little fearful for parents to do the opposite of what everyone else is doing. The we're hard going, thing, right? We're going against the tide. And, you know, my kids are going to college, but my son's working with us and interning. And for us, we homeschool. So that's another set of, you know, obstacles that we've gone through over the last 20 years. Now it's pretty hip to homeschool, but, you know, 20 years ago, it was something that we knew internally what to do. And also with the dual asset strategy, most people hear of whole life, we're talking about a specially designed, you know, dividend paying whole life insurance product with the mutual life insurance company. That's what we're talking about here. And when most people hear that, they're like, oh, but take it from people who are successful on this call. I know everyone listening on this call is successful. They understand that doing things differently than what the average person is doing is going to get you different results. That's why 95% of people when they retire, they retire broke or they retire not financially capable. The three to four or five percent that are financially capable when they retire are utilizing strategies that are not known out there. So learn buy your policy, don't rent it. Yeah, for the long yes. term. Take a long view, folks. Yes, yeah. and the last thing I'll say is really it's all about the hundred year mindset. I mean, I'm honored. I love being you know part of this hundred year uh, mindset with Teresa, with Rick Sapio, with Jake. It, it really, when you talk about it, it embodies what we want to be as entrepreneurs. When Teresa's son was 11 years old, she wasn't thinking about him when he was going to turn 12 or 13. She was already planning the next 10 to 15 years of his life, and I think that's what we all should be doing: looking for the long term. What we're doing right now, everybody. It's going to affect our children and our grandchildren. So that's why you always need to look for the long term. That's why we love this. We are the whole life solution for real estate investors. And whole life can be applicable to any business. I know, Teresa, on another show, we're going to be talking about a tree farm. I mean, we're talking about you want to invest in crypto, you want to invest in real estate. It really is a great solution for real estate investors, but it can be a solution for any entrepreneur out there. Uh, Teresa, thank you for your time and a wonderful story there. Thanks, gang. My pleasure. Thanks, Teresa.